Welcome back to A Journey Across Borders. This podcast is the tale of my six-month journey across 26 borders in Europe in early 2017 to discover how borders evolve, what they mean, and how they impact people's lives. You can also find this podcast as written text complete with maps, photos, and videos from the trips at ajourneyacrossborders.wordpress.com. And although this podcast is published in 2019, this piece was originally written in the summer of 2017 while I was living outside of the UK. This tale is told through eight trips, ranging from skiing in Switzerland to living in Sweden, from my attempt to summit Mont Blanc, the highest mountain in Europe, to working on illicit trade in the Netherlands. In the first episode, I explained the reason behind my decision to take a deeper look at the European borders I crossed in 2017. It was partly due to all the conversation at the time around what would happen to the Irish border after Brexit. And it got me thinking about a topic I'd never really considered before, about about borders and what they mean. Um, So in this episode, I'm going to cover the first trip of the eight, ski racing in Switzerland. Number of borders crossed? Two. My first trip of the year saw me fly into Zurich wince at the price of basically everything in the small Swiss ski resort of Murren, and eventually don a pair of skis to race in the 74th annual Inferno race. The Inferno is a 14.9 kilometre long downhill ski race, first created in 1928 by a bunch of adrenaline-seeking Brits, setting off from the top of the Shilton Mountain at 2,970 metres high, zipping down past Murren to the village of Lauterbrunnen at 800 metres high. And this was my first experience of it. This year, the race was again oversubscribed with 1,850 races from 25 different countries across the globe, descending on the snowy, car-free, chocolate box alpine village of Murren. Sport has been hailed as an effective peace-building tool and a means to repair or reopen injured diplomatic ties where traditional negotiations fail, uniting different nationalities around a common non-political interest. Switzerland's record of neutrality for over 200 years also makes it a suitable setting for many international negotiations and summits, and similarly an apt starting point from which to consider the course of the UK-EU negotiations on Brexit. Having no mountains sufficiently steep or high in the British Isles for skiing at home, the British invasion of the Alps grows steadily every decade, with certain villages like Murren evolving from remote, quaint and quiet farming villages into prosperous and wealthy enclaves for foreigners, many of whom are British, and Swiss alike. The local residents seem happy with the tourist income they receive from the British penchant for skiing in Murren. Many of the Swiss have even married these British visitors, and during my week in Murren, I too stayed in a dual-nationality Swiss-Scottish household. The Swiss decision to remain outside of the EU, but inside Schengen, is one often mooted as a possible model for a post-Brexit UK. Switzerland very nearly joined the European Economic Area in 1992, which would have entailed the free movement of people, goods, services and capital within the European single market. But EEA membership was rejected by the Swiss population in a close call referendum, and Switzerland has since pursued a bilateral approach to free trade and other agreements with the EU rather than full membership. As a mountainous country at the heart of the Alps, Switzerland has historically been simultaneously cut off and protected from its larger neighbours, France, Germany and Italy, by its natural topography. These geographically formed borders can be considered akin to Britain's natural sea border, which I've argued elsewhere is instrumental to the island mentality and isolationism of Britain. 
Crucially though, the Swiss voted in favour of joining the Schengen area in 2005, involving the abolishment of border checks and allowing free movement of people, which the UK and Ireland had opted out of in the 1997 Amsterdam Treaty. More recently, in February 2014, the Swiss narrowly voted by 50.3% to 49.7% in a referendum to limit mass migration through quotas, a move which would violate the terms of the Schengen Agreement and thus terminate all of Switzerland's other codependent bilateral treaties with the EU, obviously proving quite controversial. As an insightful premonition of upcoming Brexit talks, in their negotiations with the Swiss on immigration, the EU didn't budge on its position that access to the European single market is inextricably linked to the principle of free movement of people, and Switzerland consequently hasn't yet achieved its desired quotas. With border control being one of the Brexiteers' key objectives, the Swiss model thus won't deliver them the level of control that they seek. On a side note, if you're interested in the Inferno ski race that I mentioned in this episode, you're in luck. I've written a huge amount about the Inferno race in Muren. Uh, it's actually the longest downhill ski race in the world. It's been uh, going for 74 years and is an incredible experience. So if you're interested in learning more about that, then you can head over to my travel blog where I've written a lot more. Um, you'll find that at thewelltraveledpostcard.com. Next up, though, is my second trip, an Erasmus Plus semester in Sweden. Stay tuned. <laughs> 